Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. All right, goal achievers, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Fair warning, I just got Invisalign, and um, A, my head hurts, and B, my uh, I might have a little bit of a lift when I talk with this uh, Invisalign, but um, eight months from now, I'll be glad I did it. So, all right, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and uh, today I'm bringing on a friend of mine, Chris Simpson, and he is a veteran uh, of the weight loss, fitness, and physical rehabilitation industry. And, you know, when, when surveyed, the uh, people, anybody, you know, when you survey people, losing weight is usually the number one or number two goal or getting fit, the number one or number two goal, the next goal, typically uh, most popular answer, you know, family feud style survey says uh, making money or losing weight. Those are number one and number two. So with that said, uh, I brought, I'm bringing Chris on today. Uh, He's an elite personal trainer, former national bodybuilding champion and present CEO and founder of Bodies by Design Fitness Studios. And he really is recognized as a weight loss and fitness guru uh, and his expertise and, and wisdom is in high demand. And he, as a weight loss coach, and seminar leader and speaker and author, uh, Chris found his calling really to help other people restore balance and keep the weight off as he did for himself. And I want to read this message from Chris. It's, it's kind of a note from Chris. This is actually from his website, Chris, K-R-I-S, ChrisJSimpson.com. And Chris says, in this life, my epic mission will lead me to a deep yet simple understanding of human emotion, mentality, and physicality the totality of the human experience. I want to be known as a teacher, leader, and caregiver of this newly discovered knowledge and wisdom, sharing through my own personal experiences and leaving behind more human beings that live a life of abundance from the inside out. And I really think that speaks to Chris's heart. I've gotten to spend time with him. He's a good dude, really knows his stuff. And uh, he lives in Toronto with his two young miracles named Cristiano and Ciara. And uh, last but not least, and I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll mention this, but he has a new book out called All Inclusive Diet, Finding Balance and Keeping the Weight Off. So really pumped to have you, Chris. Thanks for coming on, my friend. How? My physicality. Let's go through this. My heart is pumping right now. I got goosebumps. A few reasons because that was just an amazing intro. Um, my coach actually made me or, or asked me to come up with uh, my epic, epic mission statement, which you've told all of your listeners just now. And uh, wow, hearing it, you know, somebody, somebody else basically saying it to me, my, my heart's coming out of my chest. It's like, wow, you know, that's it. That's my legacy. It's so cool. The other reason why I'm so excited today is because you and I, um, you know, we've known each other for a few years now. And you you have been integral in me designing the program that I have now, my 13-week uh, weight loss and wellness program, uh, specifically with the morning rituals, um, hmm. which uh, you know I have my own morning rituals. We can probably talk about on this call, but 
um, is something that I really reinforce with with all of the people that I coach. You know, getting off on the right foot. So uh, I end up giving them your book, uh, The Miracle Morning, and uh, it's helped me. It's helping them. And here I am. I'm live with you. This is just amazing. So thank you, Hal. Awesome, man. Well, I, I received that, and uh, and I really appreciate it. Right back at you. Um, so, Chris, let's do this. Two, two, you know, there's really two things that I want to do today. Number one is I want I want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, you know, and, and for our audience to learn a little bit about your background and how you came to work or do the work that you do, and you know what your own experience was in your own physical, mental, and uh, emotional transformation that led you to the work you do. So, I want to hear a little about the story, and then I want to talk about. The what you teach this smart shift and it's you know we've all heard of smart goals and the acronym smart being the kind of the uh, the framework there. Uh, you you talk about what's called a smart shift and uh, it's you know versus smart goals and while there's some overlap, I, I like the way that you approach it. I think it's more tangible for people and since it's the Achieve Your Goals podcast, what's neat about the your acronym, your smart acronym, making the smart shift is that people can of course apply it to the weight loss, uh, to getting in, in fit, you know getting fit, but it really is a universal approach to all goal setting, which which I like. So um, so let's start out with you man uh, tell me tell me about your background how, how'd you uh how'd you get into the work that you do now what, what led you and your heart to uh to do this yeah well i actually have a sort of a backwards sort of strange weird story in the sense that so um you know as you know i'm a personal trainer i own a, a health club uh, rehabilitation center here in toronto Canada and um, ex-bodybuilding uh, champ, national champ. So, you know, if, if you look at that at face value, you can see somebody obviously that's that's very dedicated to health and fitness. And, and I certainly look the part uh, until probably about a decade into my career where everything sort of fell apart. Um, I was living two lives. Uh, I had a lot of an emotional baggage that I had not sorted out yet in my life. And, um, you know, running a small business, being an entrepreneur and managing day-to-day stress, uh, I took the easy way out. And I basically started abusing substances, uh, became a full-blown addict, uh, alcoholic uh, before too long. And I basically had a a good 10-year sort of dual career that way in the sense of, um, you know, uh, basically at night I was was doing things that, uh, you know, a bodybuilder or somebody in the health profession really should not be doing and and sort of living that uh, that fraudulent type of lifestyle. I felt like an imposter. Hmm. Uh, Eventually it came to head where I had to deal with this and uh, I had to go to rehabilitation and um, I'll tell you how it, it's, you know, it's about uh, five years in now, actually coming up to the, the anniversary of me being sober and clean for about five years now. And uh, it was really it's the aftercare program um, that really straightened me out and got me to deal with life on life's terms because that's not what I was able to do before. You know, when life got tough, that's when I looked for sort of the backdoor exit. Um, and hey, that worked for a little while, you know, using drugs and alcohols and escape, but it did catch up with me as it does with everybody. And I had to pay a big price. But uh, I can really say now that I almost feel born again hmm. um, in, in the sense that, uh, you know, my, my true authentic self is, shows up every morning, you know, before 8 a.m. Um, with my morning rituals uh, in place. And, and I, I basically have really stepped into my life. As you know, I just wrote a book uh, that was a decade-long dream. And there's, there's no way in heck hell that I... I could actually pull that off with the state that I was in before. 
So yeah, that, that's sort of um, my story and, and what it's allowed me to do now is I've still got my health club and my rehabilitation center um, and that's ba basically being managed. I've been able to step away and uh, start this weight loss and wellness business. Now, the reason why I got into this particular uh, part of the business, the, the coaching part, the, you know, the, the real uh, digging deep kind of stuff that I do as a coach is because I can finally understand now what people are going through when they're suffering from chronic obesity and uh, you know having overweight problems sort of on a long-term basis I totally get it now you know my life as an addict and and also being overweight myself as sort of the the, the byproduct of, of the way I was living now I have a, a complete understanding and appreciation and I can truly help these people that are suffering from, you know, uh, being overweight or b being obese. No, that, that's powerful. It's, and I think that's interesting, your, your mindset. And I relate to that where when I went through that economic crash in 2008, I was like, and I went, I got really depressed for the first time in my life. I was actually grateful because I was able to be more in touch with, you know, what, what people went through that, that I wanted to help. And I was like, Oh, this is what it feels like to have, feel like you have no control over your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it actually, uh, and I think if we can all, you know, there's a lesson when anyone who's listening to this, that's going through a difficult time in life to realize that, um, you know, that, that there is, as Napoleon Hill said, that every, you know, adversity carries with it the seed of a, an equal or greater opportunity. And, yes. um, yeah, so try taking your adversity and turning it into an advantage is great. So, yeah. uh, so, so that led you into what you do now. Um, anything else to share? I mean, of course, you've got, I'm sure, lots of your story, but anything else to share on your story before we get into the smart yeah. shift? You know what? Um, what really happened, Hal, is, you know, uh, I started weight training at 14. You know, I've, I've been weight training in the fitness business, uh, you know, recreational and, and, and sort of amateur bodybuilding and also, you know, as a business person for 30 plus years now. And, and as you know, that really focuses on the body, okay, on the physique or on the health. So what I needed to explore, and this is, is really sort of um, the, the pivotal change that I've made in my life that's allowed me to show up sober now, is I start working on my mind. And there's such a parallel between working out your mind and working out your body. You know, yeah. and and that's one thing that I really neglected. How you know, I was just I was just trying to keep up to you know the Joneses in the fitness and and try to sort of be a leader um, in in the business of fitness and and make money and and you know expand my business and and do all of those things. I got completely caught up in that, and I really stopped you know um, growing and developing mentally and more importantly spiritually. Hmm. And that's been the biggest shift for me. And, and back to uh, accrediting you for my morning rituals, um, that's really what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing and, and I'm working out my mind each and every morning. And I'm doing that on a very spiritual level, wow. right, with, with things like morning meditations and, uh, and the tapping that I do, right, and the mantras that I do and, and all of the likes. So that's really been the, the biggest change for me. And, you know, how 
so many people are talking about meditation now and and all of the benefits. And if, if you look at sort of you know the highly successful people um, you know in the world right now, and one thing that they have in common, the common thread is that they're all meditating. Yeah. Um, but that's really sort of counterintuitive. It's it's the do nothing kind of approach. <laughs> and from a guy that was doing lots, lifting lots of weights, and doing lots of cardio and all that stuff, it was very counterintuitive for me to make that pivotal change. Uh, but since I have done that, you know, not only am I clean and sober, uh, my business is flourishing. Um, my weight loss and wellness coaching business has taken off. I, I just finished a, a book, which was a decade long dream for me. And I really attribute that all to me training my mind and, and sort of getting in touch with myself on a very deep, deep spiritual level. Wow. And that's something that, you know, to your point, yeah, I think that most people, but especially in the fitness world, like you're not being rewarded for your mind, right? No, you're, I mean, not you're, at all. Yeah. So there's, there's not, I, I can, I could see how there's not really the, the motivation or the drive to, you know, read books on spirituality or to meditate when you're like, dude, I just got to get, you know, I gotta, I gotta get fit. I gotta get cut. I gotta get big. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you've ever been backstage at a bodybuilding show, there's nobody meditating, Hal. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you now. Until Chris Simpson. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Hal? I would never even go back there. It was, it, was, it was great to sort of explore my body and push my body to the absolute limit yeah. uh, with the sport of bodybuilding. But again, since this shift, you know, the, the mind and spirituality, the, the universe is, is expansive. It just blows my mind. And I'm at it every day. I'm practicing every day. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm still moving my body. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still out in nature, which I, I think those are sort of the, the three components um, of, a, of a perfect day. You know, spending time in nature, uh, meditating, and then doing some sort of movement, even if it's walking, for example. I talk a lot about that in the all-inclusive diet, my new book. But um, yeah, those sort of three are, are the, uh, uh, the, the criticals. If you can get those three accomplished every day, then you're going to be centered, grounded, focused, and, and ready just to take on just about anything. Or, or like I said, deal with life on life's terms, even when they're not the terms that you wish or desire. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, well, I'm looking at your, um, at your website right now. I clicked on programs and, uh, just this, this before and after picture of, you know, you and your Calvin Klein boxers, you know, <laughs> looking, looking unfit and unhappy. And, yeah, uh, and then yeah, now, exactly. you know, now, uh, you're just, you're, dude, you're, you're, and I've seen you in person. You're just, you're shredded. In fact, you and I shared a moment in a restroom, I think, remember at Archangel Academy? We did. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time. I think, I think that was the first time we really connected. Uh, it was at, in the bath, men's restroom in in Los Angeles at the hotel. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Deep down and personal in the men's change room. That's, that's, that's right. where the best they, relationships they, are. Dude, they say it happens on the golf course. No, it happened. Maybe business happens on the golf course, <laughs> but men connecting at a deep level happens at the urinal. I, I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, dude, let's talk, so smart goals is, you know, the old formula. Uh, it's been taught forever. It's, I mean, it's tried and true. You know, it's something that we can mm -hmm. all follow. Specific, um, measurable, attainable, uh, res uh, I don't even remember. All the, all the acronym. Um, let, let's talk about your your uh, what you teach though. This smart shift because I do I, I like I like your approach to goal setting and I think that uh, our listeners can learn a lot from it. So let's go through the acronym SMART yeah. with your SMART shift. Okay, so first of all, how 
When I'm bringing somebody through um, a weight loss program, let's just say that they have a goal of losing 100 pounds, for example. So that's one mammoth of a goal. It, it, it truly is, right? That That's going to require a lot of shifts in order to get to that ultimate goal. And I find that when it's intrinsic type goals versus extrinsic, um, we have a, a, a real bad cycle going on in the sense that we seem to always overestimate, okay? We overestimate, for example, how much weight we can lose in such a time frame and what it's going to take to lose that weight, right? And then when we don't accomplish it, um, we basically take the bat and beat ourselves. We beat ourselves down. And I see that over and over and over again. Um, so what I did was I said, listen, let's keep it small, simple, stupid. And that's what the S stands for in SMART. Mm, and, and let's not even look at the big picture yet. Let's just look at what do you think it'll take to sort of make that that first small, simple shift. And let's do it for seven days. And let's let's treat it like an exploration or an experience. Okay, so you're not even going to commit to it on the eighth day and forward. It's just seven days. Let's see how it goes. Let's really keep this simple. So that's what the S stands for. The M, uh, just like the other SMART acronym, is measurable. Um, so for example, let's just say that um, uh, you want to eat more vegetables. So the measurement would be, let's just say you want to eat five cups of vegetables per day, right? Yeah. Uh, the A is accessible. So back to the vegetables, accessibility would mean that you have them in your fridge, right? Uh. Exactly, because I find a lot of people is that allows them to stay stuck when they don't have the tools that they need to get started, right? Well, hey, I don't have any vegetables, right? So therefore, I'll start tomorrow or I'll start next week and next week never comes. Yeah. So having everything you need right here, right now, let's go, right? Um, after the A would be the R. This is the really important but forgotten part of this acronym, rewardable. It's so funny how um, I, I just I always have a smirk and, and then sort of a, a a chuckle, an inside chuckle when I ask people. Okay, so if you accomplish this seven day smart shift, if you eat you know five cups of vegetables for seven days, how will you reward yourself? What will you do that is is nurturing for yourself? And that could be taking a hot bath. It could be you know buying a pair of Lululemon pants. Whatever, tangible, intangible, small, big. Um, it doesn't really matter. But what are you gonna do to? nurture yourself and then I just get this blank stare. They do not know how to reward themselves and they're not the only ones. I actually have a hard time with it as well. And and it's sort of, you know, a, a very strange human phenomena, right? That we don't know how to sort of nurture ourselves, right? Yeah. But it is so important because we need sometimes to be forced to nurture ourselves. We need to sort of be forced into that hot tub and take 30 minutes to ourselves. We need to be forced, you know what I mean, to 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 read the uh, uh, the Miracle Morning, for example, right? Sure, uh, as sure. a reward, for example. So that's the R and the T. And this is is sort of this 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 makes it or breaks it. Team up. That's uh, what the T stands for. Uh, co-accountability, right? So we've all heard about that. It works. You know that how, yeah. you know, if, if you and I, um, we teamed up to do a smart shift, you know, which they could be totally different shifts, right? But the fact that we would be communicating every day, hey, how did you do today? What's up? What's going on? Um, that kind of ac accountability uh, keeps us true, you know? Um, I've teamed up with people, how and and I'm waiting for them to reach out to me to let me know that they've made their shift for that day. And, and it's not even a competitive thing. It's like I'm counting on them 
to complete their shift for that day, right? Because I know that I'll complete mine. Yeah. And the next day, and the next day. But if they drop out, how? I'm afraid that I'm going to drop out. So yeah. it, it's such a, a really cool um, approach to you know shifting, to getting things done, to to getting closer to your goals by teaming up. I, I I love I love this acronym, and I want to dive into each of these and kind of go back and forth with you a little bit, and and uh, maybe contribute some ideas to to these concepts. Um, yeah, the the and we'll just go right in order. So the first one, uh, I I love small, simple, stupid. You know, you and I before we started recording, we're talking about you know stretch goals. That that's often what you know what what we're taught is set these goals that that challenge you, that scare you, that stretch you. Uh, and I think that I think there's you know there, there's certainly pros and cons to that. There's value in that. But I think that eat, no matter what, no matter how big the goal is that you set, that's going to stretch you, challenge you, scare you, etc. Um, your approach, Chris, is crucial. Which is the small, simple, stupid. You know, and and I liked what you said, which is don't even worry about the big picture. Just focus on the next seven days. You know, focus on like, like set these mini goals and then you can have these small wins that aren't overwhelming. It's not overwhelming in terms of the scope of the goal. It's not overwhelming in terms of how far off it is. Right. In fact, it creates yes. urgency that it's, it's, it's short, that it's soon. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Like I said, Hal, you know, sometimes when it's extrinsic goals, you know, maybe you're looking for a promotion or you're, you know, you want to um, land a deal uh, at work or, or with a client, that kind of thing. You know, um, I, I find it's, it's a different um, type of, of, of goal in regards to when it's a goal for self, when it's a goal for, for health, for well-being. We just treat it differently and, and sort of, you know, stretching it. It never seems to work for us, and I think that's one of the problems of that people have with losing weight is they approach it that way. They they approach it the same way they would pr approach a promotion at work, for example. Yeah. So we got small, simple, stupid, and if you're listening to this right now, I want you to think about what what's a goal either that you're working towards right now, maybe you're not making progress as fast as you want, or what's a goal that you have put on the shelf, or a goal that you started and then you stopped, right? I want you to think about that right now. What is a goal for you that you can bring back to the forefront of your life, of your mind, of your focus, uh, and that you can approach it with you know the first S that in the smart shift that Chris teaches, the small, simple, stupid. Like what, what, what's something really simple, really easy that you can do? Um, and I'll give you an example for me. Uh, I, uh, so I used to play basketball every day at lunch, right? And that was my, because I love it. I got sunshine, vitamin D and, you know, 20, 30 minutes of cardio on my lunch break. And then I moved, I just moved to Austin, Texas a few months ago and I, I can't find a basketball court near my house. So right. I haven't done, I haven't been doing that midday exercise and I finally, I think, three days ago was like, well, I've got a, I have a pool now at the house. And I thought, why am I not swimming every day at lunch? You know, it's, I don't have to drive anywhere. I just walk out. I, you know, get some sunshine and, and swim some laps. And so I thought I'm just gonna start with 10 laps, super simple. And the first two days I did 10 laps. Then today was the third day I did uh, 12 laps. And, you know, but, you know, just the point is I was like, I'm just gonna start small, you know? And, and what's the funny part is, is this is a goal toward eventually playing basketball every day, right? Like amazing, totally unrelated, but I'm like, if yeah. I, I'm committed to do something and, yes. and so often, don't yes. we do that where yes. we, we wait until it's perfect exactly as we yes. would want it to be before we do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what ha happens Al, is uh, I'll have a client that says, okay, well I'm going to eat these vegetables, but I need to work out, but I need to get my evening uh, ritual started. I need to get my morning ritual and you know, all, yeah. all these things that they think they need to do right now. I said, those, things 
will actually be focused on even though you're simplifying your focus on just eating vegetables because it creates momentum, it creates confidence yep. and that moves you forward and, and you actually focus on all those other things ever so much more even though you're single focus. So it's completely counterintuitive. I wanted to mention actually, you just shared your uh, smart shift. I'm going to yeah. share mine this week. It's, it's a shift back actually, Hal. I was, um, I, I was getting on my emails. I was getting on social media. I was getting distracted each and every morning. And I know my day is probably going to be at least if I could put a number to it, at least 50% better. It's going to be 50% more productive. I'm going to have 50% more energy, um, et cetera, et cetera, if I get my morning ritual done. And I've been sort of, you know, shifting away from that. I've been distracted with, with uh, deadlines, et cetera, et cetera. So what I've been doing is a shift back this week. So for the seven days, I'm actually um, doing my morning ritual First thing out of bed, I grab my water with lemon, I grab my coffee, and when that's done, I'm in a deep medita meditative state for 20 minutes, which is the first part of my morning ritual, um, along with gratitude and some other things that follow, but I'm getting that done. First things first, I've got uh, two people that I've teamed up with, two accountability partners, which actually, actually are clients of my program, but it's just an example of sort of a shift back. Like you said, you want to play basketball, um, and that's something that you used to do. It's something that you love, so yeah. that's sort of a shift back too, but what you've done is you've got sort of this intermediate sort of shift, right, which is, is activity. It's swimming. Activity, yeah. yeah, it's something that you know how to do. It's small, simple, stupid. You got the pool there, perfect, 10 laps I think it was, yeah. awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's sort of a shift back as well because let's face it, how like when when we get it all together, um, that's great, but it ain't gonna stay together. You know that our morning rituals aren't gonna stay together, and especially someone like you, you do a lot of traveling, for example, it, it yeah. must be challenging. So shifting back sometimes is just as advantageous as shifting forward. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Asking yourself, I think that's a great place to start. Is you know, at, at you know, at, at the high points of my life, what was I doing? Like when I was the happiest, most fulfilled, felt the most successful. What was I doing? You know, yeah. how was yeah. I living? Because so often we, you know, we 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 we're on point for you know the life. It's just it's seasons of life. You're on point for a bit, and then you're off point, and then you're on point, and then you're yes. you know you're you're drowning, and then you're you know right like I mean right, and then yes. you're average and whatever. So um, yeah, man, I love I love it. And there's that there's that strategy around like I've heard before you know if you're not working out at all instead of trying to get yourself to go oh I've got to lose all this weight or I've got to do like you said 100 pounds or whatever um just go I'm going to do one push-up today and I'm going to increase it by one push-up every day that's yeah. it right like and, yeah. and then yeah. right in that moment in fact everybody if, if, if you want to lose weight right now pause and drop down and do a push-up or a crunch or a you know whatever a step up something just one you know yeah, yeah. I mean, right because it's just amazing uh, yeah. how what happens when you start doing that one push-up your your whole mind shift changes yeah. right you know like uh, there was an old saying it says uh, um, move your body your mind will follow yeah uh, and, and yeah and that's sort of that, that psychological physiological type of effect you know, when, when we start moving like that, then, then our mind starts moving as well. So that person that's doing that one push-up, all of a sudden, you know, the late-night snacking is going to be curbed. Um, they're going to get to bed on time. They're going to get up on time. It's, it's just amazing the momentum that happens uh, when you just start shifting. Yeah. It, it reminds me that, you know, the, the difference between very successful people and, and people that are unsuccessful or unfulfilled or whatever. Um, it's, it's really small. Like it's just simply that the, the things that get you, that make you successful are, are, they're not that hard to do. 
um, you know, they're pretty easy to do. It's just that it's easier not to do them. And human nature yeah. is always to do whatever's the easiest possible thing. That's just human nature. You know, I think we got to defy human nature a little bit. And, and But start with, just start start small, simple, and stupid. Yeah. Um, I love it. So the M is for measurable. And, and that, you know, um, yeah, you, you borrowed that one from smart goals. But, but it is so important because I think that so many people, they want to get better or do more or have more money, right? Lose some weight. Um, and if it's not specific, our brain doesn't know, it's, you know, doesn't know how to attack it, right? Yeah, if yeah, it's, if exactly. It's general. Exactly. I love that. So, um, yeah. And, and how I was just going to mention. Yeah, please. That is sort of that stereotypical mindset that, that allows you to stay comfortably stuck. Yeah. Right? Because you haven't sort of put any measurement to it. It's very vague. It's very gray. So, you know, it's like putting one foot in the water. That's all you've done. Yeah. Right. So you can't really, you know, um, win or fail or, or measure that success when, when there, there's nothing to measure. So, again, when I hear that, um, I remind my clients, hey, listen, you know, that's basically your ego stepping in to try to protect you. Right. By keeping things vague and uncertain. But that's exactly why you are in the place you are right now. And that's why you've told me you are stuck. Yeah. So, yeah, let's make some definitions here. So that there is no way out. It's sort of like burn the ships, right? Yeah. We have landed and we're not going home. This, this is it. And you told me about it and you told somebody else. You've teamed up. Now there's, there's double the amount of accountability. And, and that's scary, Hal. It, it is. Don't get me wrong. It's scary. Sure. I still get scared when I get ships because I know I got to do it. Yeah. Right. Or I'm going to look stupid. Whereas if there's nobody looking, how there's no one over my shoulder, nobody saw, nobody noticed. Right. I can go on my merry way and stay stuck. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to let ourselves down or let ourselves off the hook, you know, and, and but but yeah, like you said, if, if anybody else, we've given our word to somebody, we, we don't want to let others down that we care about or that we value their opinion or whatever it is. Um, You know, in terms of measurable, I, I just wanted to insert this that I, I think that arguably the most important first step in, in creating a measurable, you know, the, the whole smart shift is, is that the, the first thing that needs to be measurable is the start date. I think that mm. is number one, right? It's measurable start date because otherwise it's like, oh, I need to do this. I should do this. I, right. But, but no, 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 no. When is the date and time that you're going to start? Um, uh-huh. and I think that's the first measure of making this, this smart shift. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. And it's a little bit easier how, when we're only looking at seven days, yeah. Um, and that's where that accessibility, which I'm sure you're going to get to, but, uh, you know, the A in SMART, where, uh, again, it's another opportunity for people to say, well, hey, listen, you know, I don't got my gym shorts, I don't got my gym shoes, I can't start the gym tomorrow, uh, kind of thing. So, you know, having sort of those definitions set up, uh, the measurements, is, is, is really what it's going to take to make that shift, right? And it's probably what was missing before. Yeah. I will, and we'll, and we'll, I agree. And as far as accessible, let's just kind of dive into that for a minute, which is, I think that is such a great point and it's setting yourself up for success. You know, you said, you know, keep your vegetables in the fridge, right? And, and on the same, I think the opposite is true. Don't buy shit that you shouldn't eat, right? Like that, that's oh, yeah. so right. So, so access, keep the good foods accessible. Keep the, you know, the thing, keep the running shoes accessible. Keep the, like, I, 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 I do this all the time. I just try to set myself up for success in the simplest ways by setting stuff out where I 
have to walk over it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, isn't right? true? So that, yeah. that way I don't yeah. forget, you know? And, and yeah, not putting food in the fridge that I'm like, well, if it's not at home, I can't eat it. And if this is at home and I get hungry, I have to eat it. So I'll keep the, you know, keep the good stuff in the fridge accessible. So I love that part of the acronym. I think it's so important. Amazing. Um, rewardable. Um, the, uh, you know, I think that, I think this is also so important. I, you know, I read a book uh, called Follow Through a few years ago. And one of the principles it talked about is that we will, uh, if, if there's a, a short-term reward, like a reward that's right around the corner, uh, the sooner we're getting the reward, the better. The further off it is, the more likely we are to procrastinate and go, or to, or to discount it. And it's, eh, I, I don't even, we don't, we don't feel you know, as rewarded when we're thinking about it because it's like, ah, that's like a year off or whatever. So what I actually started doing um, is, and I don't know if there's a fitness application for this, I, I guess there is, but um, is I call it half hours of power. You can call it an hour power, whatever. And it's, it's you know same, similar to the name that Tony Robbins gives his thing, but it's not, it's not a ritual like that. It's simply whatever you need to do. When I, I developed this when I was in sales. And what I would do, and this was really a game changer for me, is I would reward myself for hitting my call goal every 30 minutes with simply a break from making calls between the time I got my calls done and the end of that 30 minute period. So if I had a so half hour of power, I'd hit my timer on my watch and or on my phone and I would make 10 calls every 30 minutes. So instead of dilly-dallying and procrastinating, my goal was to make those 10 calls as fast as I could because then I earned a break for the next, you know, if I got them done in 18 minutes, I got a 12-minute break till I was back on the clock. And 12 minutes to, you know, play a game on my phone or surf the net or whatever. And it it cost me nothing, right? I have to go buy myself something. But that's an example of how you can literally take rewards down to the micro and reward yourself just for taking quick urgent immediate action and rewarding yourself with an immediate you know it could just be a break it could be you know or it could be you know whatever whatever something that you enjoy doing right delay that gratification until you take the action that you need to take so um i don't think you have anything to add to that yeah i love that that is just so cool it sort of reminds me of the pomodoro technique yeah um yeah we have a, a friend a mutual friend uh, hal and i uh, UJ Ramdas, uh, productivity planner, something that I use every day, and and it essentially nice. asks you to do the same. You know, uh, 25 minutes on the clock. Uh, you know, when the the tomato timer's up, uh, you're down having a tea. You're you're taking that small break, and I like it too, Hal, because it also could incorporate some movement. You know, you know, going downstairs if you work at home or in the office, going to the water cooler, having a, something to drink. So it gets people moving, sort of every 30 minutes as well, and it is a reward. It's a reward, Hal because it's nurturing and you know what I find as far as the reward uh, part of, of goal shifting is that again people don't really want to honor themselves they don't want to acknowledge themselves in fact most of them say well well how you know the, the actual reward is that I actually got it done I made those sales calls or, or you know what I mean I, I scored the deal or whatever but that's not really what it's all about. Like, I really think that they should be separated, you know, the goal from the reward. And, and what that does is it basically it highlights the reward. You know, I have um, some shorts and some shirts that I bought on, on different, uh, you know, shift rewards over the past few years. And they're symbolic to me, Hal. Like, I remember, oh, that's when, mm. right? That's when I got out on my, my, my mountain bike for seven days, for example. I, I ended up buying a shirt afterwards, right? So, you know, it's a like, 10 bucks shirt but it's I a trophy how, it's your trophy it's a trophy it yeah. really is 
And, and we need that because it, it, it's honoring yourself, right? And it's nurturing yourself. And it's not just good enough just to hit the goal and have that feeling. Like I think we need something outside of that goal to, like you said, be a trophy, have a, you know, some symbolicness about it uh, to be recognized of an achievement. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I, you know, it's something that I learned um, for when I started selling uh, in sales, selling Cutco. Uh, I, all the, the, the company records that I broke were because I was trying to get the rewards that you got at each level. If I broke, yeah. if I broke the all-time record, I got to go skydiving. I got to go on a limo trip. I, like, I wasn't calculating how much money I was going to make. I was like, I need to get to this level. Cause, and then every time I got to like an incremental level, I'm like, ooh, I won this. Ooh, I won this knife. Ooh, I won that, you know? Yes. Um, right? I mean, yes. so, but, I, mean so it's, I really learned that at that, at that, at that state, early age of my life. And, and I think it's so important for all of us to, you know, if, if you don't have built-in reward systems for the things that you're doing, which most of us don't, then you've got to create those for yourself. Yeah, well, how, let me ask you a question. You know, um, you probably run into this a lot with the people that uh, you've met or you've coached, um, in the sense that there's a lot of guilt and shame sometimes for taking rewards, for taking time off of work, right? For sort of going and buying sure. something that perhaps isn't really necessary. Because what are people going to think, right? What is mm. my husband going to think that I, you know, spent fifty dollars on a new pair of shoes, for example, right? Or what is the boss going to think that I left work early on Friday, right, as part of my reward? So there's a lot of guilt and shame when we nurture ourselves. So I think that's a, just another reason to sort of get out of that sort of, you know, um, where, where you feel comfortable, uh, where you think you're appeasing everybody else and start pleasing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right, and I think that we all there, there's um, secrets of the millionaire mind. Uh, T. Hart by T. R. Ecker that you know probably read that ten years ago, and mm. he talked about having a a, a play account where at least five percent of your income went into that account, and it was only allowed to be spent on stuff that you didn't need, wow. <laughs> like frivolous stuff. It. And he was like, yeah. you, you deserve to just you know why you, you work hard for your money. Why not enjoy it? And even if you're, you know, if you're like, well, I'm not where I need to be financially and you're delaying that someday you're going to actually enjoy the money when you make more. He was like, no, you know, you can live off 95% of your income just as well as you can live off 5% or I mean, 100%, right? And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was really, I actually call it my guilt to this day. I mean, it's been 10 years. I still have a guilt-free play account. That, <laughs> I love uh, it. Percentage of every dollar goes in there. And then when I want to buy something, I'm like, uh, you know, and that also creates discipline because if I want to buy something that I don't need, that's just fun or clothes or whatever. Um, I, but I check that account and I'm like, ah, oh, it's at zero. Cause I already spent it like that. Actually there's the discipline. So I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta wait till I get my percentage back in there that gets it up and then I can buy the thing that I don't need. So it kind of works both ways. That's amazing. So, and then last but not least, and I know we, we, we kind of, we t talked about this quite a bit, but is, is teaming up. And I, I just, I think you're so right with getting support. Accountability is, is so crucial. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and commit to that is find somebody else that, uh, that who's, you know, who, who you will, you, you know, you will add value for them by supporting them and holding them accountable and, and it'll be mutually beneficial. And whether that's a friend, a family member, a colleague, a coach, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I just, I think that without the accountability, you know, it's just so easy to take everything that we learn and then, you know, just scrap it all and justify mediocrity for ourselves. We all do that. Yeah, uh, as I was saying there with uh, that one smart shift that I had done with my friend, 
Um, it was actually, um, it was seven days of videos. So just Facebook videos, uh, you know, you and I being entrepreneurs, we're, we're on Facebook quite a bit and, you know, we're promoting what we do and, you know, spreading awareness and all that great stuff that we do. Um, and, and videos, you know, for a lot of people, including myself, Hal, uh, there's still a lot of fear and, and anxiety about shooting these videos, you know, just staring into sort of your phone um, and having this conversation with it. Uh, and yeah, I still have a lot of reservation and a lot of resistance. And it just happened that a person that I work with, this psychosomatic practitioner, was also having sort of that same resistance. We know we're supposed to be doing more videos. It would be, you know, great for the, our followers, right, to, to be able to listen in and, and share our wisdom and our knowledge. But we just weren't doing it because, you know, of that fear. So the universe is sort of nudging us to do it. And that's what we did. We teamed up. And like I said, it's I think it was 1130 on, on day one. It was a Monday of the seven-day smart ship. And she hasn't posted video yet and I wasn't like laying in bed and thinking ah I won do you know what I mean because I did my shift this afternoon I was like ah damn you know I really hope she does it because I don't know what's gonna happen for the rest of the week with my videos if she's not producing her video huh. yeah yeah then that, that mm -hmm. makes sense I mean that that's and that's teaming up in action um, yeah so great. I love it, man. You've added a ton of value today. What, uh, so your new book, The All-Inclusive Diet, um, it, where, where is the best place for people to get that? Yeah, so right now it's uh, digital only, uh, Amazon.com, All-Inclusive Diet. Um, you can also get more information about the book at my website. Uh, it's Chris. That's K-R-I-S. ChrisJSimpson.com. Um, and what I'd like to do, Hal, is actually offer all of your listeners a free copy, a downloadable copy of All-Inclusive Diet. Uh, just email me. It's uh, Chris, again, K-R-I-S, Chris at ChrisJSimpson.com. Shoot me an email. I'll shoot you back a Dropbox link. You can download the book for free. Awesome, uh, brother. Thank you for share that. It with your listeners. Yeah, 110%. That is rad. Um, and then, and if anybody, uh, so that's Chris at chrisjsimpson.com, S-I-M-P-S-O-N. Uh, and, and by the way, if you want, uh, ladies, if you want some eye candy, go look at Chris's pictures on his website. <laughs> and uh, fellas, if you want to be inspired by what's possible, go look at Chris's pictures on his website. Um, but uh, yeah, brother, thank you so much for being on. I, I loved this episode. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Hal. So much energy. And uh, yeah, I love you, brother. This is just amazing. Yeah, ditto, man. All right. Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got uh, even a fraction of value uh, of the value that I got from Chris, hopefully just as much. But uh, that smart shift, uh, you know, really apply it, right? Set those small, simple, stupid goals, just something for the next seven days, right? What, what are you going to do tomorrow? What Do one of something for one minute and then add a minute each day. Just keep it really simple. Make sure it's measurable. Most importantly, the start date. That's that's it. And you know, I would say what what's better than today uh, to create your first measurable start date. Make sure that it is accessible. Uh, whatever you need to follow through with the actions to achieve those goals. Make sure they're accessible. Make sure they're easy. They're in front of you. They're nearby. You're not going to forget them. You got an alarm on your phone. You know, you got to step over it. Whatever it is, uh, they're rewardable. Set some short term rewards that you can get excited about because you're going to get them quick uh, for just taking a little bit of action. And then last but not least, team up. Find somebody that you can share this podcast episode with that you can team up with and uh, get the support, the encouragement, and most importantly, the accountability to ensure that you follow through. Uh, goal Achievers, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And I will talk to everybody. Talk to you next week. 
thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. We want to know what were your big takeaways from this episode. Simply head on over to hellera.com slash 137 for episode number 137 and leave a comment there on the show notes page. Letting us know what your big takeaways were. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellera.com slash iTunes. Click the little subscribe button, and then if you would, please leave a rating and review. Those rating and reviews truly are the best way for more people to find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one or them. So, all right, until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.